Mania has happened here and uh, all the stuff that you see and uh, all the experiences of the week. Uh, you're going to hear about some of that, but uh, what a great week we had. And uh, so today we're going to kind of wrap up with Psalm uh, 139. So hopefully you've got your inserts out and you can uh, follow along with me as we look at, uh, at what the scriptures say. And we've been looking at the topic, uh, you know, God is wild about you. Why, right? Why, why in the world is God wild about you? Good question. Well, today we'll discover some more answers uh, from the psalm from David, right? Why is God wild about you? Let's get right to it. Um, God is wild about you because, uh, because God knows what you can do. God knows what you can do. You, if you look at the psalm, uh, he says it this way. He says, nothing about me is hidden from you. Kind of established that last week, right? God knows everything, right? That means he knows everything about who you are, what you are, and how you are, right? He, he knows you. He knows everything about you. Nothing about me is hidden from you. I was secretly woven together deep in the earth below. But with your own eyes you saw my body being formed. Even before I was born, you had written in your book everything that I would do. What does God know? Well, he not only knows everything about you, but he also knows everything for which you were created. He knows. He created you that way, right? He, he wove and knit you together that way. He created you, and He had a dream for you, and He understands when He created you what you can do. He knows. He is wild about you because He knows. Because of the way you are created, the gifts that you have, all that He wove into you, He knows and sees everything that you can do. I mean, we get there by the end of this section, right? He says, even before I was born, you had written in your book everything I would do. Even before you were born, as God was knitting you together, God knew the possibilities of what your life could be, the significance of what your life could be. And he wove into you everything that you need to accomplish that significance in life. I love the language that the psalmist uses here when he says uh, that I was secretly woven together deep in the earth below. We have a, a, a group here of our ladies that uh, knit uh, prayer shawls. And, uh, you know, you think about that process of knitting the prayer shawls. You know, the, there they sit up in the cafe and uh, while they're knitting their prayer shawls, uh, they are uh, praying uh, over whatever person and whatever situation is going to be receiving this prayer shawl. You know how it works, right? We, we knit together these prayer shawls and we do it in prayer as they're being created. And then when somebody has a need, something going on in their life, maybe it's a sickness or something significant in their life, we take the prayer shawl to them and we say, here, just wrap this around you and wrap yourself in the reassurance that, that somebody's been praying about this for you and that God is near. Well, what's happening in that process? Well, they're knitting together a whole bunch of yarn and colors and patterns. But what else are they knitting into the experience of this yarn and pattern? Well, stuff you can't see. 
They're knitting into this the very presence of prayer over a situation in a person that they don't know yet, but God is well aware of. Isn't this cool? You see what it's doing? This is the way, this is the way it works. That when you were knit together, when you were woven together deep in the earth, in the, in the secrets of God's heart, when you were knit and woven together, God wove into you everything that you will need to accomplish the dream and the purpose He has for you, even though you don't know what that is, because He already does. Is that cool or what? Just like those prayer shawls already have woven into them the power of God's prayer over that experience, even though the ones knitting the prayer shawl don't know the person, nor do they know the situation. What they do know is the power of prayer to impact that situation. That's the way it works. The psalmist is reminding us that we were knit together and woven together for significance and purpose in our life. Now, the key is the significance and the purpose that we were knit together for is all about what God wants in our life, not necessarily what we want in our life. When he was writing in his book, when he was writing out the path of our life, he was writing out the possibilities of our life knowing what God wanted for us. You see, like uh, that book we read a long time ago that started out, that Purpose Driven Life book that started out saying what? It's not about you. It's all about what God can do in and through your life. And the example of that is Jesus himself. Jesus himself came on a mission. Jesus himself had woven into him everything that he needed to accomplish what he accomplished for the kingdom of heaven and for our lives. Jesus came, and he came completely invested and completely dedicated to accomplishing the purpose for which God the Father had set him. If you look at John uh, 17, you heard it read, it's when Jesus is praying over you. In this section of John, he's praying for his followers and all who will continue to follow. In there, he says, I am sending them into the world just as you sent me. I have given myself completely for their sake. How much did he give himself? Completely. You see, he was completely invested in God's purpose and plan for his life. Not in his own. He was completely invested and surrendered to God's purpose and plan for his life. He says, so that they, the followers, us, may belong completely to the truth. See, the challenge for us is to make sure that we understand, discern, and are completely invested in what God wants to accomplish in our life. The best way I can, can describe it is like, uh, you know, it's summer and it's been really hot here, but winter is coming, right? And when winter comes and the, the snow stacks up, you know, and, and you get out in that deep snow and maybe you were a child and so your mom and your dad went in front of you and they made those footsteps in the snow. And they said, now, honey, all you have to do is just put your footsteps inside mine, right? You remember those days? 
Sure. And so what you did is you followed mom or your dad, and you, you worked really hard to completely make sure that you put your footsteps exactly in the same places that they were stepping, didn't you? And what happened... What happened if you didn't? What happened if you veered off and you started going out into the deep snow all on your own? You got stuck. Maybe you fell over. And if you fell over, it was really hard to get up, wasn't it? What's happening? See, the challenge for us is God has these footsteps laid out for us. He's got this plan laid out for us. He's got this great significant purpose laid out for us. The question is, are you completely putting yourself in those footsteps? Or are you occasionally trying to go your own way? Are, are you getting off path, giving in to temptation, giving in to other things in the world, trying to do it according to your own reason and purpose? Or are you staying completely, absolutely focused on the footsteps that God has in store for you? When you veer off somewhere else, you might fall over. It might be hard to get up. When you veer off somewhere else, it becomes more and more difficult for you to accomplish the purpose because you're not in the track anymore. It's kind of like when you're when you're driving the car in the wintertime and you get in the, those snow ruts. And man, you can fly pretty well when you're going in those snow ruts, right? What happens when you get out of the rut? I drive a truck. It doesn't have much weight in the back. Man, if I get out of the I get out of the rut, you know what my back end does? Right? And usually then my back end becomes my front end because I end up going the wrong way, right? Right? It, isn't that what happens to us, though? I mean, God's got the ruts. He's got the plan. He's got it laid out. He's got the footsteps, right? And we mess up when we move ourselves outside the plan. And then we wonder, how could God do this? And we forget. No, it's us. We're the ones that took the wrong step. We're the ones that got out of the nice ruts He's got laid out for us. The goal for us becomes to be completely and absolutely sold out just like Jesus was for the purpose and the plan that God has for each one of us. And God has that purpose and plan, regardless of our age. God has His purpose and plan. Remember, when we were woven in the very beginning, it starts with our first breath and before. The challenge for us is to discern what God wants us to do. If you look at Ephesians 2, it says, God planned for us to do good things and to live as He has always wanted us to live. That's why He sent Christ to make us what we are. We've been remade in Christ. We've been put in those footsteps to walk in, in the path of Jesus. And the challenge for us is discern. Discernment. To understand what that path is for each one of our lives. Why don't you watch uh, a brief uh, video of one of our young people as uh, we're celebrating this summer. And uh, he spent the summer, a part of the summer at least, uh, working at, uh, at uh, the Bible camp that we sent our, uh, our middle schoolers and high schoolers to. And uh, listen to him as he describes the sermon. The reason I decided to work at camp is that last year while I was here at senior high camp, God was really calling me to it. He was tugging in my heart while I was sitting there, and they were talking about job opportunities for next year to take advantage of that and come here and work this summer. 
And what I feel God has been um, teaching me through this experience is that I'm not here to work, like, and not all jobs are work. I'm here to serve, as everything I do, I'm doing to bring all these kids here closer to God, not just to get money or anything along those lines. Awesome. Indeed, awesome, right? That's in that cool Christchurch, one of our young people who's discerning and saying, you know, man, I was here at camp and I was having fun, and, and but God was working on my heart, and God brought me to another footstep that said, listen, i got to be obedient completely. i got to do what God wants me to do. And part of that means being a servant at camp this last summer. Is that not awesome? Is that not God? Is that not Christ Church celebrating what God is doing in the life of one of our young people? Because he's, he's in the footsteps, right? He, he, he's in the footsteps. And that's the challenge for us as well, to be completely sold out and to understand that God is wild about us because God knows what we have the capacity to do because he wove it into us from the beginning. Second one, God is absolutely wild about you. Why? Not only because He knows what you can do, but even more importantly, God knows what God can do in your life. This is one we always forget, I think. We, we forget, we think only about what we can do. No, we've got to remember, it's not about just what we can do, but think about what God can do. Think about what God can accomplish. Think about the capacity of what God can do and be in your life. If you look at uh, Psalm 139 again, he says, Your thoughts are far beyond my understanding, much more than I could ever imagine. I try to count your thoughts, but they outnumber the grains of the sand on the beach. And when I awake, I will find you nearby. How big is God's possibility in your life? Sands on the shore, man. You can't even count it. You can't put a number on it. You, you can't frame in the possibility and the willingness of what God is there to do in your life. Now, remember who wrote these words. David. Do you think David, when he was out there slaying Goliath, had on his mind, well, you know, if I slay Goliath, then I'm going to become really powerful and important, and maybe someday I'll be king. Absolutely not. All he had on his mind, according to the Scripture, is he just was going to be faithful and completely sold out to what God wanted to do in his life. He was just going to put himself in the footsteps. He had no idea that God had a plan and a purpose for him to become king of Israel? He had no idea that God had a plan and a purpose for him that he would one day make a covenant with David that said, David, out of your own family, the Savior of the world will come. That's beyond David's imagination. But it was always in God's plan. See what God can do? The Apostle Paul, do you think the Apostle Paul had any idea when he was 
persecuting the church that he would become one of the biggest evangelists in the church in its history. That he would found church after church after church after church. Do you think he had any idea that you and I would gather in Bible study and read his writings in the New Testament? And yet God knew it all the time. Not because of who Paul was, but because of what God could do in Paul's life. We need to step back and and remember that God is wild about us because we have to know and trust the capacity of what God can do. Over these last uh, this last week uh, during uh, family camp, I had uh, two uh, different individuals from Christ Church come up to me, you know, different times in the week and uh, share a story with me about their own uh, family life and things that were going on. And among them, both of them shared with me that they had a miracle experience happen with one of their family members. You know, one of those experiences where they took this person to the doctor and the doctor said, oh my gosh, we got a big problem. And, and, and the doctor's convinced of it. And, and sure enough, so they had to go the next step and get all the tests. And by the time they got all the tests done, the results were normal. Everything's normal. All is good. Do they understand that? Don't understand that. Just understand the capacity of God to do things like that. See, for us, God is wild about us, not because He knows just what we can do, but because God is well aware of what God can do, what God Himself can do in our lives. Paul has that awareness. If you go to uh, Philippians 3, you can kind of hear it in all his words. He says, I have not yet reached my goal. I'm not perfect, but Christ has taken hold of me. So I keep on running and struggling to take hold of the prize. My my friends, I don't feel that I've already arrived, but I forget what is behind and I struggle for what is ahead. I run toward the goal so that I can win the prize of being called to heaven. This is the prize that God offers because of what Christ Jesus has done. All of us who are mature should should think in this same way. And if any of you think differently, God will make it clear to you. Do you kind of hear that Paul understands that there's something more going on? Something more in front of him in his life? That there's, there's something more that God has in store for him in his life? What if we would all think and understand and know that God is wild about us because God already knows what God is prepared to do in our tomorrow? Are you excited about your tomorrow? Should be. You should be if you're walking in the footsteps, if you're completely sold out to be in the place that God wants you to be. Paul writes to the church at Corinth and describes how he's in this, looking ahead, but how he is willing to make sure there is nothing in the way of what God wants to do in his life. He says it this way, If others have the right to do this, we have an even greater right. But we haven't used this right of ours. Now look at this. We are willing to put up with anything to keep from causing trouble for the message about Christ. What is he willing to do? He'll put up with anything because he doesn't want any barrier to get in the way 
of what God can do in his life. He'll, he'll put up with this, he'll put up with that, he'll put up with this, he'll put up with that. He Anything that he has to put up with, he'll put up with it. Why? Because he doesn't want any barrier. He doesn't want anything to get in the way of what Christ can do in his life. Do you see that? Now here's the challenge. Some of you aren't completely sold out yet. You've still got barriers. You've still got places you're holding back from the power of what God can do in your life that you just won't give Him control of it. Remember what we said earlier, Jesus was completely, utterly committed to what God wanted, what the Father wanted Him to do in life. And the challenge for us is walking in those same footsteps, completely, utterly sold out and surrendered to what God wants to do in our lives. Some of you aren't there yet. I can prove it to you. The fastest way the Bible says to prove whether somebody's sold out or not. You ready? You're not going to like it. Are you tithing yet? Are you tithing yet? See, if you're not, then you're not sold out. If you're not, you're not walking in the footsteps. If you're not, you're not completely in the place that God wants you to be. And you haven't surrendered yet to what God can do in your life. And you've got a barrier. You've got something that's getting in the way. You've got something that's getting in the way of what God can accomplish in your life. You've got one foot that's wandering out here. You may have one foot in a footstep, but you've got another one wandering out somewhere on a side path. You see what I mean? If we're going to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, it means we absolutely, completely do everything that God calls us to do. Why? Because we know God is wild about us. Because He knows what, what can happen in our life. We, we do it because we know God is absolutely wild about us. Why? Well, because we know who God is. We know what God can do. His thoughts are greater and higher. And we may not understand the principle, but the principle is true. And we just need to get ourselves in the footsteps. Get ourselves in that place where we are absolutely, completely willing to follow in everything that He asks us to do. Everything He asks us to do. You say, boy, that's really tough. Yeah, it is, but here's the key. God always lends us the power to do everything He asks us to do. He'll never ask us to do it on our own. He will always lend us the strength and the power to do whatever it is He asks us to do. If you go back to Psalm 139, it's kind of an interesting part of the psalm. The psalmist says, How I wish that you would kill all cruel and heartless people and protect me from them. Stop there for a minute. What is he saying? God, I wish you would just make my life perfect. I wish you'd just get rid of all of those people that are causing me problems. Isn't that what he's saying? I, I wish you'd just wipe the slate clean and make my life absolutely perfect so I don't have to deal with any of this stuff. The trouble is that's not the way God works. God doesn't remove us from the world. He put us into the world. What He does is He lends us the power and the strength to deal with whatever we have to deal with in the world. He follows it this way. They're always rebelling and speaking evil of you. You know I hate anyone who hates you, Lord, and refuses to obey. They are my enemies too, and I truly hate them. 
Look deep into my heart, God. Find out everything I am thinking. Don't let me follow evil ways, but lead me in the way that time has proven true. Now, don't send me any emails this week about using the word hate, okay? Because I know that's not a politically correct word these days, but guess what? It's in the Bible, okay? The Bible said it first before I did. Why does it say it? Well, the Bible is using such a significant word because it's the feeling it wants us to understand and receive. It wants us to get the strength and the power from God to be able to say, look, I'm not going to walk outside the footsteps and I am, I am going to hate anything that tries to draw me away from God. I'm going to feel that strongly about anything that tries to divert my life away from what God wants me to accomplish. God's not going to just magically remove the difficulties from my life. I know that. But He is going to lend me the strength so that I can say, listen, that's not going to be part of my life. To the point of my strength saying, listen, I feel so strongly, you know, I hate even the idea that that could take over my life. This is what God does. He gives us the wisdom and the strength to be able to discern and identify and the power to be able to push away those things that try to get us off the footsteps and get us off the path. If you look at Paul in uh, 2 Corinthians, Paul says in 2 Corinthians, And so God makes it possible for you and us to do what? Stand Firmly, you see it? Together with Christ. God is also the one who chose you and put His Spirit in our hearts to show that we belong only to Him. See, the promise God makes to us is not to remove us from the world, but He will lend to us the very presence of His Spirit and His strength to make sure we can overcome the challenges. That was what was happening this week. That's, uh, you know, family week. That's what was going on as God was being present in our kids' lives and in our families' lives and the folks that were uh, here this week and uh, letting His Spirit just kind of pour into us. I have to share uh, just a brief email uh, with you about to show you the power of when God is working uh, in an experience or in our lives. Um, the email said, We only signed up for Monday. However, our schedules have opened up and our two boys have been begging us to return for the last two evenings of pandemania. Our oldest was even in tears. Is it a problem for our family to attend Thursday and Friday without registering? What do you suppose the answer was? But did you hear what was happening in this family? Did you hear who God was using in this family? The kids wanted to be here. And we're telling mom and dad, I want to be there. To the point of saying, I'm, go I'm crying about it. When's the last time you heard about kids crying and wanting to go to church? Are you with me? Crying and wanting to go to the candy store, the ice cream shop, all that we get, right? These kids are crying because they wanted to be at Pandemania this week. Is that awesome? How's that happen? Because God lends us His Spirit. And His Spirit works in all of our lives regardless of our age. And His Spirit drives us 
to seek more and more of His presence in our lives. See how it works? Wrap it up this way. Uh, Romans 8, great passage. Romans 8 says, People are ruled by their desires, think only of themselves, and everyone who's ruled by the Holy Spirit thinks about spiritual things. If our minds are ruled by our desires, we will die. But if our minds are ruled by the Spirit, we will have life and peace. Sounds like footsteps, doesn't it? Sounds like footsteps. I mean, the celebration of this summer is the celebration that God has been working here at Christ Church, that God has been moving us as a church in those footsteps. And we're seeing the fruit of what God can do and how wild God is about us. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Thank you for what an incredible summer and the promise that you've made over our lives in this week through Psalm 139. We just pray now that we would just receive this word and know you are wild about us. You're wild about us because you know what we can do. You know what you want to do in our lives and help us to just completely, absolutely surrender to the footsteps you put in front of us. Help us to do that as individuals. Help us to do that as a congregation. Help us to do that. Regardless of the challenges, give us the strength to just push away everything that would draw us away from you and keep us in those footsteps you set before us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.